we're so honored to be here today, amen, to give God glory, to give him honor, to give him praise, because he's worthy, amen, and as we've been worshiping the Lord for the last at least 30 minutes, I believe, God is in this place, and God is moving by his spirit, and I praise the Lord for just allowing me to be here today. Bibles, and we're going to jump around a little bit, but we're going to start start in Judges, the sixth chapter, 1 through 13, and we're going to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that name that is above all names. God, as we stand before your people today again, we ask that you give us the tongue of the learned, that we may be able to speak a word in this season to those that are weary. We come against every work of the enemy, even now, Father. In the name of Jesus, and God, as this word go forth, Father, let it breathe life, Father, in the name of Jesus. Let it send deliverance, Father. Let it heal, Father. Let it save, Father, as only you know how, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Now, I don't plan to be before you long, and this is, certainly I'm used to being up before the people, but this is a little bit different platform, but I praise God for being here, so I need you all to pray for me, amen. So the word of the Lord, and as I was listening to Pastor Daniels talking about we owe him praise, amen, and he told you to come into agreement with us, also to get those others that you know to come into agreement what God is doing in this place. And I just need you all, you could just give me a little music in the background. We don't plan on being before you long, but just to soothe the moment. But as I was praying and I was talking to the Lord, because again, he sent me down here to consecrate myself. Because he wanted to give me some more directions. And sometimes we get stuck in yesterday. And God is doing something different. And we're in a different dispensation, you all. And anything that you're trying to do from yesterday, it probably is not working. And there's a reason for it. So when we go to Judges, the sixth chapter, and we look at the story of Gideon, and this is what God gave me. And we see that Gideon... First of all, we see in the first, in six and one, it said that Israel had done evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years, for seven years. And the first thing that I see before we go further is the fact that whenever we're going through something, there are is there is a beginning but there's an end time 
And the problem is sometimes we stay too long in the trial when God is getting ready to bring us out. Because he told them that even though you all did not do right before me, I'm going to punish you, but it's only going to be seven years. And so as we look down into the story, and I'm trying to get to my real point is that, so the Midianites, they did what the Lord had, I won't say commanded them to do, but the Lord allowed them to do to the people of God, just not to destroy them, but to make them mindful of who God is. And so things got so rough with the people of God until they began to hide themselves just to try to be able to feed themselves because every time they got something, the Midianites would show up and take it away from them. Does that sound like you? It looks like every time you get a dime, you got to spend a dollar. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're we going to get delivered today. So every time they had something, their enemies would show up. And the Bible said the Midianites, they would show up so much so, and then they bring others with them, and the Amalekites and the people from the east, and they would come and attack God's people. And it would be so many of them that you can't, couldn't even count them. So the people of God began to hunger. Now, this is where we've been in the last few seasons. There's been a hunger. There's been a thirst. we like, God, where are you? But I have good news for you today because, because that is where God wanted us. He wanted us to become hungry. He wanted us to be able to thirst after him. He wanted us to abandon our own way of doing things and thinking that we could only depend on ourselves because he wanted to bring us and remind us that our dependency is on him and him alone. And the Bible said that the Midianites, again, that the, that the Midianites... Again, they caused the people of God to suffer starvation. But the seventh verse said, when, but when the people of God, of the Lord, cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, the Lord sent a prophet to Israel. Sometimes we need the preacher. Sometimes we need the prophet. It's good to have a good word from the Lord and somebody to be able to break down the word of God. But it's also, there also come a time when we need somebody that understands the times and understand what God is speaking in the heavenlies. And therefore, they needed a prophet to come and prophesy to them. And understand the office of a prophet is very great. We don't even have time to break that down. But yet and still, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelite, and he said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, say, I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all your oppressed, all those that oppress you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. And I told you, I am your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live, but you have not listened. Can I say that some of the things that we, go, we have gone through is because we did not listen. Some of the things that we've gone through because we thought we knew what we were doing. I didn't come to chastise you. I'm just building an altar. Because in order for us to get delivered, we got to know where we, where we uh, fell from grace. Grace. 
we got to know where we offended God is a better way of doing this. Because again, I'm sensing that we're in a season of deliverance. And then he said, again, I told you, but you didn't listen. And then the 11th verse said, but then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the tree of Oprah, which belongs to Joaz, the clan of Abaziah. And Gideon, son of Joaz, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grains from the Midianites, the people of God hiding from the devil. Now, the word of God told us to resist the devil and he should flee. But the people of God hiding from the enemy. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. And this is the New Living Translation. I'm sorry. And this is where I want to get to. But, uh, and the 13th verse says, Sir Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles of our ancestors that was told to us? Did they say? The Lord brought us up out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. But what I want to focus on is Gideon asked the questions, where are the miracles that was told to us? In other words, you're telling me that there has been a generation of people of God that have not experienced the full manifestation of God. They have not full, uh, experienced everything that God is. We've jumped, we've shouted, we've spoken in tongues, we did this, we did that. But where are the miracles? Where are the things that God promised that he would do? We've been fasting, we've been praying, we've been believing. Where are the miracles? Where are the miracles? So Gideon said, and a lot of times people want to accuse God. You know, I, tr I trusted God, but no, no. God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. And we are living in a day and time, if I can just prophesy to you, that God is bringing back signs and wonders in the church. Because for so long, we have allowed the miracles and the miracle power of God not to operate in our ministries. And the people are weary because the enemy has been attacking them and he's been coming in like a flood. And we said, baby, stick with it. Baby, God can do this. But I've never seen God do this. That's been an indictment on us. But God is purifying the church. He's bringing back the signs of the wonder. So he told Gideon, look, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. You are a mighty man of valor. But understand, Gideon did not even know who he was. And it's interesting to me that there are so many people sitting in church and have no idea who they are to God. They don't understand the gifts that God have in them. They don't understand their purpose. 
They don't understand that there's so much in them. There's so much more than what they have been doing. And in this season, we got to find out what our assignments are because in order for the signs and the wonders and the miracles to come back in the church, we got to know who we are first. So he told Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. And even though Gideon heard this, he didn't believe it. So God said, I'm going to have to show it to you. I'm going to have to prove it to you. So then we went through, they went through a series where Gideon said, okay, all right, you know. And he became, he was fearful. And sometimes we, we talk about, you know, we, we think we have it all together. But you know what? It's good to obey God even if you're afraid. Even when you got a little fear, God just asks for obedience. So Gideon became a little fearful. But yet and still, God said, look, I'm going to bless you, Gideon. I'm going to anoint you, Gideon. And I'm going to use you, Gideon, to bring my people out. And I'm talking about where are the miracles? Where is the moving of God? Where is the hands of God? So, again, Gideon was afraid. But yet and still, and there's so much in this, so I have to paraphrase it. To one thing that Gideon did do is he made a sacrifice before the Lord. He made a sacrifice and it was consumed. And then when he, after he made the sacrifice, then he began to, and the Lord began to talk to me about altars. Then the Lord gave another instruction, said, you know what? The altar of Baal is all over the place. And before we even bring the miracle signs and wonders, we got to pull down altars. We got to pull down stuff that people have been worshiping that is not of me. We got to pull, we got to pull those things down first because I want to bring my people back to me. But yet and still, we got these ungodly altars standing in my place. So let's tear those down first. Let's first things be first. You made the sacrifice to be, but now tear down those altars. And after you tear down the altars, then I tell you what I'm going to do next. I'm going to empower you. And then I'm going to show you where your enemies are. And I'm going to send you into the enemy's camp. But realize also that, you know, I'm going to have other people come alongside you. But then I'm going to show you who's really on your side. And the Bible says that about 32,000 men went with him. But he got to a point, he said, but how many of you are still afraid of what God is getting ready to do? And 22,000 men said, we are afraid. We don't have the faith to believe that God told you what, you, what you're saying that he's, we're supposed to do. We are afraid that we're going to die. So we're just being honest. We don't have your faith. So Gideon had to tell them, you got to go home. Because where we're going, it takes some faith. Because we're, we're walking into victory, but it's going to be God that gives us the victory, not us. So then 22,000 left. And then they get to the waters. And the Lord said, let me show you something. Have them go drink. 
And notice how they drink the water. Those that put their face in the water, basically. Watch that. And those that cuff their hands and bring it up to their mouth. And I'm going to show you who to take with you. In this season also, we got to know who can go with us. Can't everybody go with you when you're trying to get a miracle? You can't call everybody. You can't call a prayer meeting with everybody. Not everybody's believing God with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not everybody. They may be in church, but they don't, they don't believe what you talked about. Either they're scared or they don't believe. So it was down to 300 men. And the Lord said, okay, that's enough. Because out of these 300s, I'm going to show my hand. So they had 300 men to go with them. But then Gideon still got a little bit afraid. And God said, go down to the enemy's camp. And hear what's going on. And if you're afraid, take somebody, your confidence, somebody that believe in what you do and take them with you. So he took somebody with him. And when he got there, he heard what the enemies were saying. And can I tell you that even your enemies know God's plan toward you. The enemy know what God wants to do for you, but he count on you not knowing. So when he gets to the enemy's camp, and this is in the seventh, in the, in the seventh, in the seventh chapter, I believe, um, he got there and, yeah, in the seventh chapter, and he got there and all of a sudden he hear two men talking. And one is saying that I had a dream. And he described the dream to, to the other person that he was speaking to. And the man said, that means that Gideon is going to come and God has given him victory over the Midianites. This is the enemy camp. Knowing the plan of God. And the people of God sitting at home scared. So then Gideon goes back and said, oh, so God said we, can, said we can have this, we can take this. And so he rallied around the people and said, let's go because God has given us the hands of our enemies. And he get there. And one thing that's, that, that stuck out to me in uh, Judges 7, 19 to 20, it said, and when he got there, there was a changing of the guards. Can I tell you, in this season, there's also a changing of the guards. Uh-huh. There's a changing of the guards. Those that have been in watch, God's changing some stuff. And they did not expect to see Gideon and his army come. Now, mind you, the people that was before, they had heard and they had gotten a revelation, but now there's a changing of the guards. And then they go in and God gave them the victory. Amen. But another thing that along with that victory, though, still, we still don't have everything that God wants us to have. Now, that's one victory. But there's still more to come because we're taking all the territories that God has, that has gotten away from us in this last season. All of it. All of it. We're not just whooping one enemy. We're going to whoop them all. We're getting them all. Oh, yeah, we are. We're coming out to everybody. We're getting our stuff back. 
As a matter of fact, we're getting some stuff that wasn't even ours. Amen. So then he get, they get there, and God gave them the victory. But then they were tired, and they were hungry. And Gideon takes his men to Sikkim and asks them, say, you know what? We have destroyed the enemies. Now, mind you, these were also their enemies as well. And it's interesting to me that we can minister, we can fast, we can pray. Signs and wonders can be working through us in miracles. And then there's some people that still don't want to help us. And he get there and he said, we're hungry. Will you at least feed my men? And they're like, no, we're not. Because there's still some enemies out there and, 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 and you got to show us something first. And then they go to Peniel and the same, get the same answers. So again, we got to know that not everybody's going to help us in this season, y'all. But God is still our help, though. And the Bible said that they went on and still got the victory. Even though they were hungry, they were tired, they still got the victory. So don't be discouraged when you get weary. Because that does not mean that you're not going to have the victory. Don't become weary because other people won't help you. If God is for you, who can be against you? The victory is already yours. It does not matter. It does not matter. And so they got the victory again as they went on and they pursued other enemies. But then the thing is when they came back, when they came back by Peniel, when they came back by Sikkim, they let them know, look, this enemy that you, all, that you all would not feed us, you wouldn't support us, but see, we do have the victory. But you won't enjoy it. Because of your disobedience, because you would not side with the people of God. See, some people don't understand when they mess with you, they really mess with God. When they won't serve you, they really are messing with God. When they don't finance your ministry, they are interfering with the works of God. So therefore, God is going to blow on whatever they're doing because they did not, and I'm prophesying, they did not come into alignment with the people of God because they did not understand the season and they became too arrogant and they became whatever the enemy allowed them to become and they did not see the vision. So we understand as preachers, don't everybody see what God is talking to us, but we have to keep it moving. We have to keep it moving. There, there's, there's no hanging back. There's no holding back. Because again, it's important in this season and timing is everything. Everything, y'all. You wonder why we're doing certain things in the beginning of the year? because we are setting things in motion for the rest of the year and for the seven years that we've lost or how many other years we've lost, we're putting things in motion even right now. So again, because people, the reason why our churches are lacking because people want to see that miracle work in God that they read about in the Bible. People are looking for the God of the Bible and they have not seen him. They saw us. They saw our nice suits. They saw our fancy hats, our fancy shoes. 
They saw our performances. But when they need God to move, when they had trouble in their life, when they had an issue that only God could solve, we brought them to the prayer line, laid our hands on them, and sent them back home the same way that they came. Not now, not this time, not in this season. Because we're, ter we have te we're tearing down the altars of the enemy and we are allowing God to empower us and we're going to walk in that power, in that anointing and we're getting ready to usher in the signs and the wonders that's supposed to be in the church. And I'm almost done. And another thing that happened is that after all of this, and I may have skipped a few things, I don't know how much time we have, they go back home after God has given them all these victories. And people are so used to worshiping people. I'm going to say it again. Y'all didn't hear me. People are so used to worshiping people. We're so used to idolatry. We're so used to looking at a man or a woman and we've gotten so used to that until you all made some of us backslide and begin to take God's glory. We begin to say, tell you that if you don't pay us extra amount of dollars, you can't even get a miracle from God. If you don't come through us first, your bills won't be paid. If you don't give us all of your money. Now, I'm not against sowing into the man and woman of God, but we took it too far. gonna tell me that I can't pray to my God and God can't work a miracle for me I have to go through you I don't think so so but when Gideon got back home and I'm almost done hallelujah where are the miracles where are the signs where are the wonders the people of God were so used to worshiping idols they told him we're gonna make you and your sons are leaders from now on. Because we need a man to look at. We need somebody who God is operating through. But my thing is, you weren't willing to dedicate your life and let God operate through all of us. And so Gideon says to them, I will not take God's glory. I'll never take God's glory. God is raising up men and women in this day and time We've been in, we're the cave prophets. God has preserved us for this day and time. But we are introducing miracles, signs, and wonders back into the church. Also, we are introducing people back to God. We will not take God's glory. We understand the consequences. We've been in that season. We failed the people in that season. People need to know who God is again. So we are reintroducing them to the God of the Bible. And when you, when you know the God of the Bible, you'll know that there is absolutely nothing too hard for him. Over in the midnight hour, whatever's going on in your life, the Bible says that you can decree a thing, that you can speak to things, and it shall come to pass. Not it may be, but if you don't know that God 
then you don't know that you have the power. So God is empowering the church again. He are deputizing people even in the pews. The ushers should be able to pray for people. The church mothers, the choir director, the musicians, they should be able to touch God. Hallelujah. Again, they said, and my thing is, and what I want you to hear, Gideon, understand, was part of Israel, God's chosen people, but had not seen the power of God that his people had told him about. And this is where the church has been grieving, and I'm, and I'm done. But God has, again, raised up men and women and put us back on our face, made us turn our plates down. Some of us even made us close our church doors. Hallelujah. Said, your ministry got to be about you. I need you to go. I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna allow Corona to come. I'm gonna allow it to hit the land. Because I need to get my people's attention again. And it's gonna come like a locust. It's gonna touch all over the world. Every part of the world is going to be affected by this disease. Uh, this, this not disease basically, it was infirmity basically. But it was of the devil. But God allowed it. But now God is lifting things, but he's saying that. But do y'all know who I am though? Those of you that come back, see, some people you even use this time to just walk away from the church. Mm -hmm. And they claim they're home watching, you know. Some are. Some aren't. I can't judge it. But they use it as an excuse. But we, the people of God, need to use it as a stepping stone to reintroduce the God of the Bible. The one that we've been reading about the one that heals, the one that delivers, the one that saved, the one that set free. Again, Gideon said, we don't know you. We heard about you, but we don't know you. Are you the God that my folks told me about? We don't know you. Can you picture being in church in the to the people sitting around don't know that God we don't know him but he exists he has always been why don't we know him I can tell you why it goes back to the first part of the of the text the people of God had sinned and they had upset God and God had allowed the enemy to come in on them. But another thing that they stumble over is the fact that they didn't understand that every time God sent punishment, he also allowed just a set time. Thank you, Jesus. 
and we've missed some of those seasons when we were supposed to be coming out pastoring we still thought we were in that season and we continue to operate as if we were in bondage and God was saying I'm right here I'm here I need you to call on me I need you to search for me with all of your might and if you do that you'll find me we missed a lot of opportunities but I thank God that he brought it back around and in this season again we are let me reintroduce to you the God of the Bible those of you that heard this word on today do you need something from the Lord God is moving by his spirit he is the same God you don't need sage what she know about sage she kind of old don't, don't let this 64 years fool you I keep up because I need to know what enemy I'm up against spirits or you know energy okay you want some energy jump shout declare the words of the Lord it'll give you energy amen and we need this we need that and see people have always wanted a higher power they were always looking always looking for a higher power it's in us to know that there's power greater than us but it's our church our job as a church to let them know what power what God they should be looking for we serve the true and the living God and as I close my Bible God is here to heal you he's here to deliver you but most of all, he's here to save you. Understand that God wanted to show the people the signs and wonders again. But, he, but the main thing that he wanted was for them to come back to him. He wanted them to repent of their sins. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Because when you, when you leave here, excuses are going to be done away with you can't say well I did this I did that well you know I had to go to work I had to do this I had to do it I didn't have time for church and this that and other and then you know we, uh, again another, and we suffer church hurts you know those people in the church they did they did that you know like somebody said on the internet but yet and still you know the people you know in the club they hurt you too but you keep going back but it's something about it's something about when we hurt you in church you know you can't, you can't show back up. You don't even have to be the leaders. You know? Understand that everybody, in and everybody can come to church. The church door is open to in and everybody. It's your fault that you thought everybody was saved. We didn't tell you everybody in the house was saved. <laughs> we didn't tell you that. So again, God is purifying his church. In the beginning of this month, January, 2023 you need to get on board 
with what God is doing. Don't be like the people in Sikkim and Peniel that needed to see more before they lined up with the will of the Lord because they were destroyed. Yeah, we need to see what's going to go on before we go back to church. No, you need to come back and be part of this. So we are inviting you today that if you have walked away from the Lord because of what you didn't see, I'm telling you, come back. Come back. God is moving by his spirit. And in this day and time, we never know what's going to happen. Because there's a lot of things for those of us that are prophetic and understand and can see in the heavenlies again. We see also other destructions that are coming. We see other famines that are coming. Hear me. But it's not going to come now my dwelling place. Because I'm covered. God is going to show himself. While everybody else is hungry. God is going to feed his folks. That's why I don't get excited about nothing. You know. I get, I'm concerned. But I'm not overly concerned. Because again. I'm hearing God. There's a reset that has gone on. And it's hit every industry. The banking industry. The food market. The, the, it's, it's, it hit the political world. People don't understand what's going on. You all reading the paper, listening to the news. Y'all need to come to church. Listen to us prophets. We can tell you. Before Corona hit, I told my I told the people at my ministry we're going into Goshen because I don't know what's getting ready to happen, but I sense that something is happening, and we're going into Goshen. And whatever happens, we're not going to be affected. And I promise you, when Corona hit, for about a whole year, nobody at our ministry got Corona. And the thing about us, we were, most of us was uh, what they call workers. We were essential workers. I worked in a clinic. My son, my husband worked for the medical college. My daughter, social services. Some worked in the schools. Some worked in nursing homes. You know, we had to go out, most of us had to go out every day among people with corona didn't affect us because we were in Goshen and it was just like when those flies flew toward Goshen and they saw what they went into Egypt but they was like okay can't get into Goshen this plague can't go into Goshen so again God is getting ready he's getting ready to show people of God something. He's getting ready to show the world something. People are coming back to the church pastor. We're going to have to feed them. We're going to have to pray for them. We're going to have to be like the hospitals. When the doctor said no hope, we're going to be the hope. We're going to be the ones laying hands, rebuking and binding. People are getting ready to see it. Mark my word. Why? we're getting ready to experience that God that Gideon longed to see, the God of the Bible. You said, where is he? 
where the miracles. You want us to believe, but we haven't seen it. <laughs> but I promise you, how are you getting ready to see it? That's what pastor's been talking about. And anybody tell you anything different, they're not telling you the truth. So we're not sad, and we're definitely not scared. We're getting ready to move forward. How many of you are willing to follow us forward? So he will make all things new, and I will follow you where? Forward. Church, it's time for us to go forward. Where are the miracles? They're here right now. They're happening right now. But first, we had to pull down those altars. We had to go after our enemies. We had to identify those that weren't with us. We had to be careful we had to, who we align ourselves with. Because those that we thought were with us may have been praying against us. So God took away some of our friends. Okay. He took away some of our followers. They hurt our feelings. We cried because we didn't know who they were. But he said, you didn't need that many. You didn't need that many. I'm going to do what God is getting ready to do. He's going to do with just a few of us. Don't you want to be part of that few that God is using in this season? Amen. Where are the miracles? They're here. They're here. They have begun. Look around. Watch and see what God is getting ready to do. It's going to be great. And it's going to be big. God bless you. Thank you.